0: Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you'll find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows to do the same. This is not a grief group. This is your journey, and it just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of your loss. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of the book Widowed and of the the widow coach. I'm also a professionally certified life coach. Let the healing and the personal journey back to who you are begin. Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 83 and today I'm talking about lesson 8, outcomes and goals. Just a little bit, a little taste of what I teach in the Widow Coach Certification class. This is a big piece for widows. You know, as widows, we all go through that period of fog and mourning, right? But eventually, we start to look around us again. At some point, might be different for every one of us. For me, I think it was around six months that the fog began to lift a little. Not entirely, I mean. For more than a year, I was (laughs) was just in a state of inability to focus very well. But we do start to look around us again, and we begin assessing the scraps of what's left of our life and our future, if any. You begin to think there has to be something more than this. You know you can't continue on forever in the emotional pain what you need is a goal. But how on earth do you even do that? Right? You cannot even focus long enough to finish reading a chapter in a book. (laughs) At least that's how I was. It was terrible. I literally could not read. And I'm an avid reader. I would read book after book after book. But Right after Jim died, I would pick up a book and I could read like maybe two, three pages and that was it. I just couldn't. So if you've been following along, listening to this podcast, actually I've been talking about thoughts and how our thoughts drive our feelings for a long, long time on this podcast. And I've been touching on this as I go through each lesson that we learn in the class and once you realize the power of your mind and your thoughts it's exciting and terrifying all at the same time because you begin to realize you can create the emotional life you want without anything changing outside of you the only thing that has to change is your thoughts and it's terrifying because you realize that you have to take full responsibility now for your life, right? It's just like moving into emotional adulthood and you want to ask, how do I do it? I don't even know who I am right now anymore. So how do I do it? And the simple answer is managing your mind. It sounds really simple. It's not always simple to manage your mind. But it's true that everything starts with your brain and with your thoughts. Everything starts with what you tell yourself. And your brain is going to create thoughts and tell you things, whether you manage it or not. Our brains just chatter on. And the thoughts that our brain tells us is going to create emotional states. Right? Our thoughts created our emotions. And if your brain is just running wild, which it does most of the time anyway, nobody can manage their thinking like 24 hours a day. That would be madness. But know that all the thoughts create your emotions and those emotions will drive the actions you take, the things you do, whether you're at work or at home. All right. If you're at work and you think this project is going to fail, then you're going to find the ways it'll fail. And you'll be creating evidence through your own actions because you just keep thinking this is just a lost cause. This project will never work. And if you're thinking it'll never work, you're never going to get it off the ground. I mean, you can test that out. Or think about the last project you took on at work or at home. Think about a project you took on. And what was your thinking about the project? What were your thoughts? Good or bad, just be really honest with yourself. What were you thinking about whatever project you tackled? And now evaluate the results of that project. I bet that's a 100% match. The results of your project matched up with what you thought about the project. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. If you disagree, you haven't found the real thought you were thinking. Okay. I don't mean the thoughts you wanted to be thinking about it, but the thoughts you were really thinking about it and thinking about what was going to happen with it. Okay. And that's the trick to even looking at your own mind is you have to just get really open and honest with yourself. Like nobody else is going to (laughs) know what your thoughts are. Nobody else is available to judge you about what you think about things. So be really honest with yourself about what you do choose to think about things. And I, you know, I often tell my class, If you want to know what you've been thinking, look around you in your life right now. Because everything around you in your life right now is a result of the thoughts you've been thinking, good or bad. So let's talk more specifically about goals and goal setting. When I start to talk to a widow about setting a goal. I usually get told something like, since my spouse died, I've just been pushing through my emotions, trying to take care of what needs to be done. I'm not really able to even focus on anything different, right? I can't even be like focusing on my thoughts and trying to connect with myself. I always used to set goals, but right now I just need to get through the day. And that's a tough place to be because if you don't have a goal if you can't dream a little in your life your brain is just wandering off you're just living in this default mode when you have a goal in mind when you pick a dream it focuses your brain on that goal when you want something it's so important what you want Because when you fixate on what you want for yourself, it's like you're setting coordinates into a GPS system that's going to get you there. But if you don't know what you want, you're just driving in circles. You're not going in any direction. So that's why it's important. And when you think about a goal or a dream or something you want to achieve, It might seem like impossible or way beyond your current abilities right now to do anything like that, but it's the process of dreaming a little and thinking about our goals in in a present moment, like getting really present with yourself right now and see what it brings to light. It's going to bring to light all the things that prevent you from believing in yourself in a deeper way right now, right? I mean, you don't have to set a goal and get there to become a better person, but setting a goal and trying to get there, you will have work to remove the obstacles that are blocking you from knowing how terrific you are. I teach a specific process for setting goals to our certified widow coaches that they use with their clients. Um, It's really awesome. But first, it helps if you can remove any blocks in believing whether or not you can achieve something. Right? So, Setting goals are important because they give your brain direction. Remember, your brain is like a, an unsupervised child. That's what my mentor used to tell me. She used to tell me it was it's like a little kid running loose in the house with a knife when you're not paying attention to what your brain is thinking and telling you. It can be very detrimental. We keep hurting ourselves with some of the thoughts that we tell ourselves. If we focus on a goal or something that we want to achieve, having that attention and concentration has the brain, it kind of tells the brain what to do. It's giving it structure and supervision. It's like sitting that child down with the Play-Doh to build a castle. Right? You take the knife away. And you can predict where you're going to be in your life by what you're telling your brain to think about. Think about that for a minute. You can predict where you will be six months from now, a year from now, by what you're telling your brain right now. Okay? With what your brain is thinking about right now is a reflection of where you're going. So if you remember... And like I said, I've talked about this now. Let's begin to put it all together. Your thoughts create how you feel and your feelings drive all your actions which ultimately produce the results in your life. This is how it happens. This is how life happens. You're always going to be creating your results. Results don't just happen to you willy-nilly. feels that way. We often think that, that the results in our life are caused by something outside of us, but they're not. They're really a result of what we do and how we act, it's, which is a result of our thinking. So having a goal is a way of deciding what you want the results to be in your life instead of just moving along haphazardly or, staying stuck in that place of real deep emotional pain over having lost your spouse, I'm not saying you shouldn't have pain over the loss of your spouse, if you've been listening to my podcast all along, you know me better than that. We choose to be sad, we choose to grieve, but at some point, we can also choose to start feeling better. It doesn't mean we're not still grieving our spouse. It doesn't mean we're not still missing our spouse. What it means is we begin healing that deep, deep wound inside of us that's got us frozen in time. So the first thing you need to do is ask yourself, do you even dream? Do you even want to allow yourself to want things? have you started to think about the future? I know when you lost your spouse, it was like all of a sudden there was no future because all of our future thinking was in an equation of two. It included us and our spouse and now they die and suddenly it's like that black wall drops down in front of you of no future. It's time to start thinking about the future again for yourself and to plan on what you want to create. In grief, we've just kind of been reacting to everything that's happened and we've not been able to think about a plan for anything. As a matter of fact, probably you haven't allowed yourself to dream for years, even before your spouse passed away. Many of us, when I ask a client to sit down and start thinking about the things they want in their life, it's almost like a new experience. They haven't thought about that since they were a kid. Somehow we dream and be excited about life the whole time we're growing up and we finish high school, and maybe we go to college, and we really dream about the career we're going to have, and the people we're going to meet in our life, and the family we're going to have, or maybe the house we're going to buy. We dream like crazy, and all of a sudden, we become adults. We get married. We start having children, and we just stop dreaming because now we're just in that process of life, 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 but we're no longer dreaming. So it may be decades since you've dreamed a little and now you might even feel guilty allowing yourself to dream, right? Like I'm supposed to be missing him. He's not here to dream with me. How, you know, don't do that to yourself. You deserve to have a dream. Your spouse would want you to have a dream. So now is the time you want to brainstorm a little bit, sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and start making a list of what you want. I tell my clients to list 25 things, which they, they like, it's overwhelming at first, like 25 things that I want. Once you get started, you can do it. It can be anything from objects to feelings. You just roll with it. Dream of it. And then ask yourself, how does it feel to start writing down something you want? How does it feel? Do you think you could ever have it? Look, pause this now. Get out a piece of paper And start writing down some things that you think you might want. Objects, feelings, something you want to do. What do you want in your life now? Realistically, I mean, we could all say we want, you know, a $5 million mansion. And if you don't have $5 million on hand, that's not real realistic for in the moment. We could, we would all write down that we want our spouse back. But we know that's not a real thing. So stay in the realm of reality, but write down everything you want and dream. And when I say dream, you know, maybe it is a $5 million home. Dream it. Why not? Maybe it's a trip somewhere. Maybe it's just getting yourself a new car. Maybe it's being able to do something different with your life. Maybe it's a different job. Who knows? Make your list. Okay? If you have your list now, I want you to pick one thing and think, I'm going to do this or I'm going to get this. You pick that one thing and think I'm going to get this. And then start writing down objections your brain will immediately tell you. And it will. I promise you, this is the most amazing thing. When we pick a dream or a goal, as soon as you pick a goal for yourself, your brain will start telling you all the reasons why. It's a terrible idea. It will not work. <laughs> Our brain just goes to the negative. It's Just the way our brain operates. We evolved that way, right? It's the way the brain kept us alive was to always look for danger. Now we don't need our brain to look for saber-toothed tigers most of the time, but it still does. So this is amazing. When you pick one thing, one goal, no matter how big or how small, I want you to start writing down Everything your brain tells you about that. All the objections, all the obstacles. When it says you don't have the money, you can't afford it, you don't have the time to do this, who do you think you are? My brain likes that one. It tells me all the time, who do you think you are? Do you think you're going to go do this thing? Write every obstacle down. What are all the reasons why you think you can't do it or have it? Get that list? You pause this again. Get all those obstacles. Fantastic. Now you've got a list of all the reasons why your brain tells you you can't have, or do, or get the goal that you picked. This is fantastic because now you have a list to plan from. Isn't that incredible? Figuring out How to overcome every single obstacle and objection your brain tells you becomes your to-do list for going after that dream. How cool is that? So if your brain said, you can't afford this, start brainstorming. How can you afford it? How might that happen? Where the money might come from? Try to overcome that objection. And all the ideas you get for that become part of your to-do list. If your brain says, you don't have the time for this, now you're like, okay, well, let me see, where can I find the time? Is it true I don't have the time? How could I fit some time in to start going after this? Maybe I, instead of Sitting in front of the TV with a bag of chips at night, (laughs) I could spend a couple hours working on building a business, right? So you solve that problem. And again, all the solutions you come up for, come up with for that, become part of your to-do list. I, when I discovered this the first time I did this and picked something, set a goal, Wrote down every objection my brain came up with and then tried to brainstorm answers for all those objections and realized what I had when I was done was a plan to get from point A to point B. Blew my mind. Blew my mind because it works. It works. So that is one way you can pick a goal, a dream, And make it happen in your life. Start focusing your brain on it. Depending on the goal or dream, you know, you could make it happen maybe in just a couple months. Maybe it will take you five years. But if you have nothing that you are ever working towards, you are staying frozen in time. Your brain is wandering at random and you're just letting life happen by default. Start creating your life intentionally. Start giving your brain something to focus on. And for heaven's sakes, allow yourself to dream a little. Allow yourself to want a little. Without guilt. Because you are so worthy of it. It's why you're still here on this planet. If you want to go deeper into this stuff, you know you can reach out to me to find out more about the Widow Coaches class and Widow Coach Certification. Just, you can drop me an email at Joanne J-O-A-N-N, at com love to hear from my listeners. I do. Or if you want to get on my mailing list and you want to fill out a little questionnaire to connect with me and find out more about the class, go to my website, which is joannethelifecoach.com. And if you click on coaching in that top menu, On the coaching page at the bottom, you can put in your name and email address to find out more about it. So I invite you to do that. I am opening the doors. I have opened the doors on this class. The next start for class will be May 18th. So I think by the time this podcast goes up, it's going to be starting getting close to that time. I record these well ahead of time. So um, it's probably getting close to that time. If you seriously think that coaching other widows is something you want to do, you really need to email me and say, I think that I totally want to do this. We need to get on the phone together so that we can do that and get you in there. Okay. Have a fantastic week. Go find some joy in your life. Find some joy for yourself by just allowing yourself to dream a little and to want something for yourself to work towards. And I will talk to you next week.